problems. We get to find all of the issues you know, in these plans, uh, and we get to write RFIs, requests for information. Uh, we're, we state these problems, and, and, and by stating those problems, then uh, we get an answer from the architect as to how to go about fixing it, how, about how to go about making it right, uh, so that it will work uh, in the end. Well, tonight we're, we're going to be looking at, uh, uh, at some plans, uh, but the, I've titled this one, uh, God's Plans Are Good. And so in, uh, if, in uh, chapter 24, uh, if you just look at uh, verse 7, uh, we'll, we'll peel that one out and we'll pray uh, and, and get started. So chapter 24, verse 7, and it says, The Lord God of heaven took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, To your descendants I give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son for th from there. And so, Father, tonight as we uh, dig into your word, uh, as we uh, look into a plan, Lord, that you had a uh, long, long time ago. And so, Lord, we just uh, trust you uh, to speak into our hearts tonight as we pray. In Jesus' name, uh, amen. In, uh, in, in 1975, uh, I, I met this girl. And I fell uh, head over heels. I, I fell in love with this girl, uh, although, uh, although I thought, you know, that it, it was love. You know, and, and um, between school and sports, you know, we didn't get to spend a whole lot of time together. But uh, uh, the time was we did, uh, some nights and, and weekends, you know, of course, uh, you know, we began to uh, talk about marriage what life would be like after high school. Uh, we began to, uh, you know, make some plans and things like this, uh, you know, for our life. And, you know, and really we couldn't fathom uh, being apart from one another. And then one day uh, she was over in uh, my neighborhood because she lived a couple miles away. So she was over in my neighborhood hanging out with, you know, my friends and I. And uh, a strange thing happened. Out of the blue, and I really don't even, didn't even know the reason why, but I broke up with her. She left, right? When she went home, left our neighborhood, right? And uh, um, I just found myself as a, another single teenage boy in the neighborhood. Well, this story that we're looking at tonight in Genesis chapter 24 um, you know, God was in control, and he, he provided the perfect uh, plan and circumstances to bring two people together. So a little bit of the backstory here that uh, uh, in this will take place in Mesopotamia. Uh, Mesopotamia was uh, one of the earliest regions uh, to be inhabited after the Great Flood. And, and it was there that uh, is where Abram uh, lived his early life. Uh, Abram and Sarai, uh, they were living in Mesopotamia uh, when in, in Genesis chapter 12, uh, God called Abram to leave his country, to leave his family, and to go to a land in which he would show him. And so they left and they traveled, and they ended up in the land of Canaan. 
And so the Canaan, that became the, the promised land uh, where Abraham now resides. So as we pick up the story in verse 1 of chapter 24, it says, Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. So Abraham said to his oldest servants of, servant of his house, who ruled over all that he had, Please put your hand under my thigh, and I will make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven, the God of earth, that you will not take a wife from my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell. But you shall go to my country and to my family and take a wife for my son Isaac. See, the oath Abraham was uh, uh, asking his oldest servant uh, to take was, was a pledge of action. Uh, but, but you'll see that his servant had some uh, reservations here in verse 5. And the servant said to him, Perhaps the woman will not be willing to follow me to this land. Must I take your son back to the land from which you came? But Abraham said, Beware that you do not take uh, my son back there. The Lord God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family, who spoke to me and swore to me, saying, To your descendants I give this land. He will send his angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son from there. So Abraham has given him a little bit of uh, a little short understanding of uh, where he come from and why he came from there, uh, but he's also giving uh, his servants uh, confidence. You know, and some comfort uh, that God will send, uh, you know, an angel, you know, before him. And then, and then Abraham uh, gives his servant uh, uh, an out uh, from that oath, uh, as we'll see in verse 8. And if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be released from this oath. Only do not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed. For all of his master's goods were in his hand. And he arose and went to Mesopotamia, to the city of Nahor. Now this servant was uh, possibly Eleazar. And he was a really a, a most trusted uh, servant. And he was in charge of everything that his, that his master owned. Uh, he, he was such a trusted servant that he was given the task uh, to go and find a wife uh, for his son Isaac. Uh, now think about this. If, if you were to be looking for a wife for your son, right, who would you choose to go find one? Right? I, I, got, I got crickets. I, I got nobody in my life that I would trust to go find a wife for, you know, uh, for, for my son. I don't have a son, but I mean, if I had a son, then, you know. So, so now um, Abraham, you know, he, he, he not only trusted his servant, uh, but he also trusted God to fulfill his promise. So the, she, the scene now shifts uh, from, uh, you know, now to the, to the city of Nahor. Well, actually, it's just outside uh, that city in verse 11. And he made his camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water at evening time. I like this little part right here. It says, you know, the, the time when women go out to draw water. As if like everybody knows this, right? 
And then he said, O Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day and show kindness to my master Abraham. Behold, I stand here by the well of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Now, have you ever prayed and, and, and really would want a sign from the Lord? And sometimes we throw that stuff out there, Lord, just, just show me a sign, uh, you know, show me something, give me a confirmation, uh, open the door or close the door, uh, things like that. And listen uh, to how Eliezer uh, made this prayer. Now let it be that the young woman whom, uh, to whom I say, please let down your pitcher that I may drink. And she says, drink, and I will also give your camels drink. Let her be the one you have appointed for my servant Isaac. And by this I will know that you have shown kindness to my master. All of a sudden, and it happened, before he had finished speaking, that behold, Rebekah, who was born to Bethuel, son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with the pitcher on her shoulder, now, really, what's the odds of that? That before he finished speaking, that here comes this, uh, this you know, beautiful woman uh, you know, walking out across there right at the, the very time Eliezer stood there looking at all the women you know, coming out like, is that the one? Uh, what, maybe that one. Uh, no, maybe that one over there. And then all of a sudden, Rebecca, beautiful woman, catches his eye. Verse 16, now the young woman was very beautiful to behold, a virgin, no man had known her, and she went down to the well, filled her pitcher, and came up. Hey, one day, I, I, was in, I was in biology class in high school, and it was on the second floor, I went to East Bakersfield High School, by the way, and it was on the second floor, and, uh, and I was kind of on the ledge, about like that. And I was kind of peering out across the, the, the grassy area uh, when this beautiful girl come walking across that, that campus. And I, I kind of did that number, you know, and, 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 and she caught my eye. And I didn't know who she was, you know, at the time. I, I don't think I'd ever seen her before. But she was beautiful. Well, after that beautiful girl had caught my eye, I realized our paths had been crossing. See, I used to go over to, uh, or go with my friend uh, who drove a 1963 uh, kind of white faded out Rambler station wagon with yellow tinted windows, <laughs> right? That's the kind of friends I had. And, and we would take that Rambler station wagon and we would go over to this girl's house. And while he visited her, I just sat out on the block wall out in front of their house and, you know, sipped on a 7-Eleven Big Gulp cup, right? And, and every now and again, and I found out that going over to her house was this beautiful girl's sister. <gasps> What's the odds of that? So she would come out sometimes and we would sit on the wall and we would talk. And one day I, 
uh, I had got, uh, got up the, the courage to, to ask her out. But I also realized and found out that, that she was actually in my ceramics class. I was a teacher's aide in that class, uh, and, and she wasn't doing so well. She didn't have a very good handle on the, the pottery wheel, you know, right? So, so I, I, I helped her out, you know, and I helped her with her projects and, you know, to get her to pass the class because that's what guys do, right? <laughs> well, you know, and, 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 and all this time I was thinking, I, I couldn't believe that this beautiful girl you know, uh, was, was closer to me uh, than I had ever known. When Eliezer saw Rebecca, he didn't waste any time. Uh, look here in verse 17. And the servant ran to meet her and said, please let me drink a little water from your pitcher. So she said, drink, my Lord. Then she quickly let down her pitcher uh, to her hand and gave him a drink. And when she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they have finished drinking. Then she quickly emptied her pitcher into the trough, ran back to the well to draw more water and drew for all the camels. So she ran back to the well. She got some more water. She came back, she poured it in the trough. She ran back to the well, got some more water and came back and poured it in the trough. She went back to the well, and you know, so, so she's back and forth, back and forth, watering all of the camels. Now, now, I've heard that a camel, a thirsty camel, can drink about 30 gallons, right? But let's just say for, you know, for argument's sake that each of the 10 camels, right, only drank about 20 gallons each. Well, water weighs 8.34 pounds per gallon. Right? So I did the math, right? And that's 166.8 pounds of water. Not, the way, not even the weight of the pitcher that this girl had to go down to the well and come back and pour into the trough. Right? I'm telling you, this was not a lazy woman. Verse 21. And, and, and the man wondered at her. Uh, the, the word wander, there is, I think, I think he, he amazed at her. He was beside himself at her. He remained silent so as to know whether the Lord had made his journey prosperous or not. And, and so it was when the camels had finished drinking that the man took a golden nose ring weighing half a shekel and two bracelets uh, for her wrists weighing 10 shekels of gold and said, whose daughter are you? Tell me, please, is there room in your father's house for, for us to lodge? Did Eliezer, do you think, does it sound like Eliezer is a little excited right here? First off, he's amazed as to, you know, the work she did, you know, and, and she probably didn't even break a sweat. She probably wasn't even out of breath. Verse 24, and so she said to him, I'm the daughter of Bethuel, Milcah's son, whom she bore to Nahor. Did you hear that? I'm the daughter of Bethuel, Milcah's son, whom she bore to Nahor. Wait a minute. Didn't, did Rebecca just say that she was Abraham's great niece? Twenty-four. 
25. Moreover, she said to him, we have both straw and feed enough and room to lodge. Then the man bowed down his head and worshiped the Lord. And he said, blessed be the Lord God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his mercy and his truth toward my master. As for me, being on the way, the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren. Right there. Put it right there. Eliezer, he just witnessed a miracle. You know, he was told that the angel would go before him. But until this moment right here, until he finds out exactly who Rebecca is, um, he, he was just going through the motions. Verse 28. So the young woman ran and told her mother's household these things. Now, Rebecca had a brother whose name was Laban. And Laban ran out to the man by the well. And so it came to pass, when the man saw the nose ring, or when he saw the, rose, the nose ring and the bracelets on her wrists, and when he heard the words his sister Rebekah was saying, thus the man spoke to me, that he went to the man, and there he stood by the camels at the well. And he said, come in, O blessed of the Lord. Why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house and a place for the camels. Then the man came to the house, and he unloaded the camels and provided straw and feed for the camels and water to wash his feet and the feet of the men who were with him. Food was set before him, uh, but he said, I will not eat until I have told you about my errand. And so he said, speak on. And so he said, I am Abraham's servant. And you could probably hear in the background at this point, who? Don't you mean Abram? And he would probably reply, no, uh, the Lord made a, a promise to him and he changed his name, but that, that's, that's another story. Verse 35, and the Lord blessed uh, my master greatly and he has become great and he has uh, given him flocks and herds and silver and gold male and female servants and camels and donkeys. And Sarah, my master's wife, bore, him a, son, bore a son to my master when she was old. And to him, uh, he has given all that he has. Verse 37. And now my master made me swear, saying, you shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I dwell. But you shall go to my father's house and to my, to my family and take a wife for my son. And I said to my master, perhaps the woman will not follow me. I mean, he's just being open and honest with his whole thing. He's just laying it down just like it happened. But he said to me, the Lord uh, before whom I walk will send his angel before you and prosper your way. And you shall take a wife for my son from my family and from my father's house. And you will be cleared from this oath when you and you will and you will be clear from this oath when you arrive among my family uh, for if they will not give her to you uh, then you will be released uh, from my oath now and this is just an amazing story how uh, God is working uh, through Eleazar uh, to go to another country you know and to uh, uh, find a wife uh, for his master's son. And then he goes on and he, and, he, and he even tells them his prayer. 
verse 42. And this day I came to the well and said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, if you will now prosper the way in which I go, behold, I stand by the well of water, and it shall come to pass that when the virgin comes out to draw water, and I say to her, please give me a drink, a little drink uh, from your pitcher. And he says to me, uh, drink, and I will draw for your camels also. Let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my master's son. And he continues, but before I had finished speaking in my heart, there was Rebecca coming out with a pitcher on her shoulder. And she went down to the well and drew water. And I said to her, please let me drink. And she made haste and let her pitcher down from her shoulder and said, drink, and I will give her camels drink also. So I drank and she gave the camels drink also. And then, and then I asked her and said, whose daughter are you? And she said, the daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcah bore, him, bore to him. So I, will, so I put a nose ring on her nose and the bracelets on her wrist. Now, now think about this. As, as soon as he, he had done this, um, you know, and put the bracelets, you know, on her wrist, you know, uh, uh, Eliezer was, he was probably doing the Snoopy dance, right? You know, he was probably doing the discount double check. You know, he was going, scored, right? No, he didn't do that. Verse 48, and I bowed my head and worshiped the Lord and blessed the Lord God of my master Abraham, who had led me in the way of truth to take the daughter of my master's brother for his son. Now, if you will deal kindly with me, and, well, I'm sorry, if, now if you'll deal kindly and truly with my master, tell me, and if not, tell me, that I may turn to the right, right hand or to the left. He's like, tell me, tell me, you know, is, is, it, is it yes, is it no, tell me, please. You know, he, the suspense is killing me. You know, he's going to, you know, is this the one, uh, or am I still, am I still looking? Verse 50. Then Laban and Bethuel answered and said to him, The thing comes from the Lord. We cannot speak to you either bad or good. Here is Rebekah before you. Take her and go, and let her be your master's son's wife, as the Lord has spoken. And it came to pass, when, Abraham, when Abraham's servant heard their words, that he worshipped the Lord, bowing himself to the earth. Then the servant brought out jewelry of silver, jewelry of gold and clothing, and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave precious things to her brother and to her mother. And he and the men uh, who were with him ate and drank and stayed all night. Then they arose in the morning and he said, send me away to my master. Well, while I was getting to know this beautiful girl in my life. I finally had the courage to, to ask her out. Now, now this wasn't a, a traditional type of date. You know, we were just going to go down on Chester, you know, um, where I used to go on Fridays and Saturday nights and, you know, hang out with my friends. You know, and, and, and she said yes. You know, she, she would want to go. And I said, okay, that's cool. So I went, I picked her up. You know, all nonchalant, 
you know, being all cool and stuff, right? And, uh, you know, and I, and I thought, you know, over the night, I thought we had a great time. I thought we had a, a good time anyways, right? So my car was parked on the, uh, there on, the, on, the, on Chester Avenue, right in front of, you know, where Brock's was, you know, at the time. And uh, um, before the evening was over, uh, you know, this beautiful girl found herself sitting in the passenger seat, you know, of my car. And I was on the sidewalk, and the sidewalks were down there on Chester are pretty high, so I'm kind of up like this, and, and I, I bend down, hold on to the door, and I get the courage up, and I ask her, can I kiss you? She said yes. And so I did. I kissed her, right? But you know, in, in my mind, you know, I was doing the sneaky.